You're listening to the Be a Better Lawyer podcast with Dina Cataldo, episode 188. So how do high-achieving lawyers break through generations of being taught that we have to grind ourselves into the ground to get results for clients, build a successful business, and create a life we love? While law schools are busy teaching the rule of law, they're slacking on teaching us how to be a better human to create for ourselves the success we thought we'd achieve after law school. This podcast bridges the gap between law school and life. Hello there, my friend. How are you today? Before we dig into today's episode, I wanted to share a celebration with you. So this is my first official week as a full-time coach for lawyers. I had my last day as a practicing attorney Monday, and it was so strange. It was also amazing. A few years ago, I could not have imagined that I would find something besides the law that I wanted to do full-time or even believe that I could leave the law, right? I was so tied into the money I was getting from it. I was so tied into the status, everything like that. My brain had completely shut down to any other avenue besides the one I was on. The only reason I could start to uncover what I truly enjoyed doing that felt like the contribution I needed to make was because of coaching. And the only reason I could have the confidence to leave my 15-year career as a criminal prosecutor is because of coaching. My coaches helped me rewire my brain to help me see possibility and take responsibility for the results I was getting in my life. And for that, I will always be grateful. I have been where you are, my friend. Maybe you feel overwhelmed with what's going on, what's happening on your plate, and, and you can't even imagine thinking about a law practice you love, or maybe you're at the point where you want to transition careers, add a new practice area, whatever it is, something that lights you up, but you don't even know where to start. I can help you book a call with me at dinacataldo.com forward slash strategy session. My only regret is that I didn't start coaching sooner. And I hear that from my clients too. They always tell me they wish they knew about coaching when they were younger, or they wish they'd just signed up as soon as they started listening to the podcast. Don't let that be you. This time next year, you can be a totally different person living the life you want to live. Book a call with me and let's get started. All right, so let's talk about the codependent lawyer. I see a lot of kind and well-meaning lawyers fall into this camp, so I wanted to do an episode that did a few things. First of all, I want to bring some awareness to the problems that come with this codependence, which is a way of relating to the world. So I'm going to walk you through how to know if you might be behaving in a codependent way in your practice. I'm also going to provide you an exit strategy so you can start living better now. Please share this episode with your friends. I think there are a lot of lawyers who are going to identify with this episode. I certainly did as I was, you know, coming up with the idea for this podcast. And this episode could completely change how you, how they look at their life and how they are showing up for it. And it literally can change their life because of the mental and physical health problems that come with living life this way. It can save them. So during my years as a prosecutor, I saw both defense attorneys and prosecutors who were codependent. They were relating in this way to the world. 
I was too, and I managed to change. It's changeable, right? I saw it run through my whole life. It wasn't just my law practice. When I changed how I thought, I changed how I felt and behaved in the world. So if you see a lot of yourself in this episode, know that there's nothing wrong with you. It's just a habit that your brain has become accustomed to and you can change it. My hope is that this episode not just brings awareness, but inspires any lawyer who tends towards codependency to change because it will not only make them better attorneys, but it will help them lead a more fulfilled life in every area of their life. And I'm going to talk more about that soon. Because the way we do one thing is the way we do everything, you're going to find a line, right? Like you're going to hear examples in your law practice here, but you're going to find a line. You're going to see how it's happening in your family life, with your friends, everything. First of all, what is codependency? It's the way we relate to the world. It's a habit of thinking that we have embraced because at one point in our life, it helped us. There are a lot of different ways this relationship to the world is formed. So for me, I adopted this way of relating to the world because when I was a kid, I needed it to survive. My dad had a temper and I felt like I was walking on eggshells around him to feel safe and try to avoid him being angry. I couldn't have an emotional connection with him. My emotions and needs were something that could send him off into yelling, so I shut down. In lieu of creating the emotional connection, I did other things to gain approval, like doing really well in school, working really hard because that was something I was praised for, and basically just doing everything I could to make him happy. (laughs) So this is how I created safety for myself as a child. And this habit of thinking and numbing out my feelings so I could do all of the things to create a superficial sense of connection came with me into adulthood. Okay, I didn't know a different way of being. And so you're just like so accustomed to it. It's like you're a fish in water. You don't even see that you are relating to the world in this way. Okay. And having this background or having awareness of how it formed is interesting, but it's not necessary for changing yourself. This is just something I came into learning as I looked back on things. So this definition uh, that I'm about to read to you really resonated with me, and it comes from an article by Don Carroll, who helps lawyers. So codependency might more accurately be called external dependence. We look outside ourselves to people, places, and things, to money, property, and prestige to determine if we have worth. Because all such external conditions can change, they are inherently insecure, so they build into the codependent person a sense of being a victim. Lawyers will not allow themselves to feel like victims because we are the ones who are supposed to help victims of injustice. Instead, we feel depressed and frustrated. We feel like neither our spouses, partners, nor our clients understand what we do and how hard we work. So here's my simple way of defining it. This way of relating to the world gives you a sense of importance that you don't otherwise have. Codependency comes from not knowing how to fill yourself up emotionally and then give from a full cup. So how might this be showing up in your law practice? There's a lot of ways, but here are a few. Taking on more clients than you can handle and stay sane. (laughs) Not saying no to people who ask you to be on boards. Lawyers always seem to be asked to be on a board or a council. 
you discount your services. Taking on pro bono clients even though you're not paying your bills. Complaining that your calendar is too full and believing that that is just the way it is. You find yourself continually compromising what you want in favor of what someone else wants or doubting what you want is really the right thing for you at all. So this may be tough medicine to take if you're hearing some of your patterns come up. But the really good news is this is not permanent if you start the work on yourself. When I started getting coached, this codependent way of relating to the world just started to dissolve because I started asking myself what I wanted and I allowed myself to want it. And I started filling my own cup first. So I saw what my behaviors were costing me. And if you feel stuck in this relational style, take a look at what it is costing you not to change. And I'm going to run through these and then I'm going to go back and I'm going to show you the bigger picture. So there are five main areas I see where it is costing you big time not to address this pattern. Your physical health, your mental health, the way your children relate to the world, money and legacy. So let's start with number one, your physical health. Maybe this is the most obvious. So there's one lawyer I talked to recently who's been considering slowing down or leaving the law for years. He keeps saying those things to me. I'm not going to slow down. I'm going to, you know, I'm, I got to leave the law. This is just too much for me. And he's saying now, right, this is many years he's been saying these things. He's saying now that he's really going to leave the law for health issues. Not addressing this relational style is literally causing him health issues because this is showing up in his practice. So that's what happened to me 12 years ago. Like my physical health, I put it at risk, right? When I was diagnosed with breast cancer, my body was trying to slow me down to take a look at what was happening in my life. I was not looking at it, right? Like I couldn't see it. I was swimming in the water. And when we create stress in our bodies for extended periods of time, the chemical adrenaline that is meant to dissipate, right? When we have like a quick startling, right? We've got a fight, flight, freeze. There's also fawning, right? Get into that whole other episode. Anyway, adrenaline is meant to dissipate, right? And it starts to accumulate in our body when we have stress for all of this time, right? Like all the deadlines, right? We think that's external and we're creating stress with the deadline. We're not. We are creating a problem for ourselves and we are creating the stress in our body by how we're thinking about our practice. And something that's meant to help in brief times of fear becomes a poison. In our society, we've artificially elevated our adrenaline levels and maintain those levels when we don't address this codependent way of relating to the world. And relating to the world is all created by our thoughts. Everything we think, all the beliefs that we have, that's our way of relating to the world. And until we address that, we can't change what's going on. The second area is your mental health. When I work with clients, this is another big one. It's really costing you your future. When we feel stress in our bodies, we are in a mode that impacts everything we do. We don't make the decisions from a clear place. When we don't make decisions from a clear place, we can't see the long-term impacts of those decisions. We also don't see how our reactions in a moment will influence our relationships with people around us. We don't have the ability to focus, so we get tired more easily. Then we can't help clients the way we want to. And when we don't help people the way we want to, we beat ourselves up. 
The list goes on and on how it impacts our mental health. But imagine this pattern going on indefinitely and you can see why lawyers burn out and become depressed. So number three, the third thing it's costing you not to address these codependent tendencies is the way your children relate to the world. Speaking of changing the future, right? What might your children be learning from you? The same patterns? What might you be teaching them about how much you value them? I saw a tweet the other day by Serena Williams who asked something like, have you ever been talking to someone and they just started scrolling on their phone? It's like amazing to think that this just happens to everyone, right? And it influences them. Like what might it teach the people around you, your children maybe, about how much you value them when you are constantly working, right? In your mind, you might be thinking, well, I'm working really hard because I want want to give them a better future. But what your children are seeing is that they're not important. They're not as important as the email. They're not as important as your phone. You have the ability to break the cycle. I mean, that was my experience. My dad worked all the time. He was a workaholic. And so, you know, as a child, we can't understand the complexities, right, of an adult's mind and how an adult might be doing something for our benefit. But as a child, we do absorb the feelings that we have and we feel not enough. We feel less than when the person that we're looking up to, the person that is taking care of us, doesn't connect with us emotionally, doesn't take that time to connect with us. So just kind of notice like this, this here is the cycle and you can break it. The fourth area, right, that is really impacted if you do not make change are your finances, your money mindset. So when I work with clients to help them dissolve these codependent patterns of thinking, their income goes up. It's not a coincidence. They start saying no to what they don't want to do, and they start filling their own cup. And when they fill their own cup, they have the confidence to ask for what they're worth and go after bigger dreams. This is some of the work that we do. And we don't necessarily call it codependent behavior. We just think like, oh, I have a money mindset issue. But like recognizing that this is just a way of relating to the world that we've been swimming in that we can start to uncover is super helpful, right? You start to see like, oh, this is just a pattern I have. This is a way of thinking that I've had over the years. And now I can start shifting it. The fifth area that if we don't change is really going to be impacted is our legacy. Have you ever asked yourself what your legacy will be when you're gone? I don't do this nearly enough, but what I want to leave a legacy, what the legacy I want to leave is that I've left the world a better place after I leave. I want the legal profession to change to create healthier, happier lawyers. I want to leave people helping the environment more resources to heal the planet. I want to impact the educational system to teach children the tools they need to thrive instead of tools to become good little robots in our system. And what do you want your legacy to be? And can you create that legacy in the way you have been relating to the world? Or do you need to change? Your value to this world is not measured in how much you work, how many times you say yes, all of the things that you do. You are innately valuable. You are 100% worthy to be on this planet. How do we know? You're here. So how do you change? What's the exit strategy 
to start to dissolve these behaviors that you've learned over time. Well, you've already done the first step, which is to get awareness of where codependency might be showing up in your life. When you see it, you may be tempted to beat yourself up for continuing the patterns. Please don't do that. Like everything I'm saying here is 100% out of love because I have experienced these things and I know that you can change and you can't change by beating yourself up. In fact, you start to exacerbate those patterns by beating yourself up. So please When you see yourself doing that, because you will, just say, hey, it's okay, right? The patterns you're following don't mean anything is wrong with you. These patterns were created in your brain to really help you. Now the question becomes, do you want to keep them as an adult? You may find that you just start releasing some of these patterns just by the awareness you started building right now. But the next step is to start asking yourself, what do you want? Right now, you might feel like your life is out of your control, and that's normal if you relate to the world in this codependent way. We make ourselves the victim instead of the person who takes responsibility for the results we're getting in our lives. So just allow yourself to ask for what you want, even if you don't believe you're going to get it right now. Just ask yourself and let your brain go there. Let it dream. Let it go to all the places where you maybe you're a little afraid to let it go. When you do that, you start to see possibilities and can create a path to get it. Like that's what I did. Okay, that is exactly what I did because I could not see possibility. But as soon as I started to chip away at that and start to see possibility, I could start to ask myself, okay, well, what, what might I be able to do? Like just start. Next, take responsibility for all of your results, even if they seem 100% out of your control. How might you take responsibility, right? Even if it's something that you had no control over, right? How might you have some responsibility? So I'll give, I've given this example before, but I'm gonna give it again because it's so good. If your electricity goes out, a burned out transformer is not your fault. You didn't do anything to take responsibility for there, right? But what about the result you have of not being able to have electricity to run your practice? You can take responsibility of the result you want to have, connecting with your clients with a computer and so on, by having a mini generator on hand. Okay, This is the concept of taking radical responsibility for your results without judging yourself. Right? You start to change how you show up in the world when you do this. You begin to feel more powerful because you are thinking more powerfully. Finally, ask for help. You don't have to take everything on yourself. These patterns have spent a lifetime in your subconscious. It's going to take more than a podcast episode to unwind these behaviors. It took me years. And sometimes it felt like I was taking one step forward and two steps backwards. Let that be okay. Be patient with yourself and have compassion for yourself. Trust that when you keep unwinding the threads little by little, that you will make progress. And if you see some of yourself in this episode, I can help you. When you address these behaviors that have been embedded in your brain over the years, you will change your life. I'm 100% a living example of that. I went from being overwhelmed in my law practice, believing I had no control of my life and staying in bad relationships to dissolving these behaviors over time and creating new ones that felt more fulfilling and more powerful. And I was able to start 
new businesses and see what I liked because I opened myself up to possibility and finding something that really felt fulfilling and following my desires and filling my own cup so that I could show up as a full-time lawyer and have a business without burning myself out. Doing it from a place of compassion for myself, doing it from a place of caring for myself, and I could have a life, right? Like it is possible for you. Just start to open your mind up to possibilities and things will start to change. It's so important that we do this work and that we start as soon as possible so we can create the legacies that we want to build with our life. Book a call with me at dinacataldo.com forward slash strategy session and we will get started right away. This is the work, my friend. Like This may have been hard for you to hear because a lot of us don't like to hear the word codependent with us. Like It has these negative connotations, but really all it means is that we have some thoughts and that those thoughts have been deeply embedded in our subconscious because originally we needed them to survive and probably survive a childhood that had some sort of trauma involved with it. It might be minor, it might be trauma with a big T. Just know that it's not your fault and it's totally changeable. There's nothing wrong with you. I will walk you step by step to help you. All right, my friend, I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you again next week. Bye.